0: By now you've done phase one and phase two, listening to your congregation, both the core and the periodic participants. And now we want to talk a little bit more about the contextual community, the community in which your church sits. These are all the people beyond your church that you might interact with. Maybe you see them at the grocery store. Maybe they come to community events. Maybe you see them at the festivals.
1: They might even be your friends because I'm sure you're friends with people in your town or your community. It's just thinking a little bit outside the walls of the church because the church is there to serve the community and to be a part of it. So we just want to talk a quick, a uh, little bit about that. One, when you're setting up, this is going to be very different. Your first two that you did were information sessions. So maybe you made an announcement at your church. You had the core congregation meeting where everyone that usually shows up shows up. You then chase down the people that don't normally show up. But now these are going to be totally different. These are going to be informal. These are going to be with people in your community that are conversational. Maybe you offer to get a cup of coffee with them. And you're just meeting with a handful of people. You're not trying to get everyone in the entire community's opinions. So we wanted to give you a couple tips about that, about how to decide who to meet with, and then also some things to think about when you're meeting with them.
0: Yeah. Also in this guide, it says, you know, something about considering your congregational or missional values. What, what do you mean by that exactly?
1: So you want to be thinking about the community, which is your town or your city or the place in which your church sits. And so you're not just thinking about what's going on in your church, because it's directly connected to what's happening in the community in which your church exists, because the people of your church are the people of your community as well. So you want to think about who is not represented in your church? What voices are you not hearing that are in the community, but maybe not in your church to kind of like use the example that we used before. And that's also on this is young people. If you're like, Hey, we don't have a youth group. We don't have young people in our church. Are there young people in your town? If there are young people in your town, it would be important to know what their perspective is and how are you going to find out their perspective if they're not a part of your church? So this is kind of information gathering. And I'm sure there are a lot of people in your town that don't attend your church. So where do you start? So what we recommend is kind of starting at the place that your church says is important to you. Maybe your church says, we love artists. We want to work with artists. So then my question would be, well, are there artists in your church? If there aren't artists in your church, are there artists in the community? Go talk to the artists that are in the community. Maybe your church says that Black Lives Matter is really important to them and you have posters up and you've been doing anti racist training, or maybe you haven't. Um, maybe like racial reconciliation equity is really important to you. Then look around and be like, do we have representation of Black folks in our community? If not, Where are they in the town? What voice are we not hearing? Are we trying to solve a problem that they have not asked us to solve? So it's really important to speak to the people that you say are important to you. So that's kind of how you're going to decide who you're going to meet with. Just pick one area that your church says is important to you, but may not really be represented in perspective within your community. So you want to be really careful because what you don't want to do is you don't want to other people that you're trying to find out information from. It's not their job to teach you. They're being incredibly generous if they do agree to meet with you. And so you need to be very clear about why you're meeting with them. Connor's going to talk a little bit about some tips and ways not to other people and why that's really important not to do.
0: Yeah. So something that Christians love to do is to say that they're Christians and everyone else isn't. And that's something you don't want to do (laughs) when you have this conversation with somebody. You don't want to make it very clear right out of the gate that it's like, hey, we're a church and we need people who aren't Christians to tell us how to get more non-Christians to become Christians with us. So it's it's actually better to just start with common ground and be like, hey, we're in this community together. And this is why question 2A is, what is the biggest problem in our local community? Because that's actually something we both share together. Because actually you would have an answer to that question as much as your community member would too.
1: Yeah, and also be very clear on why you're meeting. And when I I would meet with people in the contextual communities when I was working with different churches, and to be honest, these aren't communities that I was a part of. And so I was very clear, hey, I'm working with this church or you're saying, hey, I'm from this church, and we're really trying to understand how we can be helpful in the community and maybe how we haven't been helpful in the past, would you be willing to meet with me? Because I'd love to hear your perspective about how our church is existing in the community and really reaching out and inviting people because you value them. You see them as an expert of their own voice and their own experience. And it's a perspective that you don't have in your community. So then when you grab coffee with them, Don't bring your other sheets from the information sessions. This isn't an interview. This is really about getting to know someone in your community or spending time with someone that maybe you do already know, but you don't know their perspective. But we gave you three questions to kind of work from, and you want to hit on these questions at some point during the conversation. And if it's awkward, just be straight up. And I'm like, hey, I'm going to take a couple notes. Is that okay? I just want to write down your answer because I want to remember what you're saying so I can bring it back to our community. Okay, so one, you want to ask them, what's the biggest problem in your local community? And that's similar to what we were asking in the church and some of the other information sessions. And it was wild, the vast variety of questions and and answers that I would get when I was meeting with different people. And I, I was trying to meet with different people that are in different areas and different sectors of the community. And so they're going to be talking about what they think are problems. And I would always ask, but what is the biggest problem this town faces? And so sometimes they would give you an answer and I would say, but do you think that's the biggest problem the town faces or is that the biggest problem your community faces? And it might not be about them in particular. It might not have to do with their community, their perspective, but it gets them thinking about your town and your context um, in a, a broader way. So really kind of trying to get them as an expert in their community of what they think the biggest problem is. And then I would always ask, hey, what's your impressions of the church? What do you think about the church? And sometimes, you know, it's a little bit of a nerve wracking question for people to answer. But I think if you could build rapport with someone and really get their honest answer to this question, you can find out some really important information. And sometimes it might be really intense, like it might be your church has hurt me and there needs to be reconciliation, or I felt excluded, or I'll give you some answers that I've heard from people like this church kicked all of the unhoused people out of their property, and I don't feel like they care about anybody, or even down to like, hey, my impression of your churches, whenever I'm volunteering, it's always the Methodists that are there. It's people from your church that are volunteering, or and then I would ask, well, what are your impressions of other churches in the communities? And if you want to throw that in there to kind of get an idea and it's funny because a lot of them are like, I don't know, I don't go to church. This church seems to be like leaves everyone alone. This church seems to help. It just gives you an idea of how the community is viewing your church, and really be humble and open and not judgmental, and don't try to defend your church at any point during this this exercise. This is really just to listen. And then the last question, which is one of my favorites, <laughs> and can be kind of crazy and fun, is say to that person, Hey let's pretend we're meeting with like a high schooler in the community, because youth are really important to our church. And you say to them, Hey, if I were to say to you, that you could have our entire church building all of the time resources, volunteer hours, all of the expertise, and all the money that we have, what would you do with it? And it will be it's just really fun to gather like, what does that person think of a, a solution? And they might say something that's like, really along the lines of what you were thinking about doing or like maybe they're like well we'd really love to have a place to have a coffee shop there's no coffee shop in town or we want to have like lock-ins or we want to play games or they might say something crazy like i would take your church sell everything and then use the money to pay off all the debts of every high school student that wants to go to college you know, so it might be all over the place, but you're getting ideas, and you don't want to shoot anything down. And you're also getting to hear the heart of the people in your community and what they actually want. And also, you might even get lucky and hear in that answer a little bit of what they think you should be doing that you're not doing. So Connor, anything else you want to add just any like tips or tricks on how to identify people, how to treat people and how to get in infer- um, get information that's useful for your church?
0: Yeah, I really liked what you said, not being defensive, trying not to take things personally, um, being as open and humble as you can in this conversation, because, uh, again, Christians tend to be perceived as judgmental, <laughs> and so that you're already working against that common perception that many people have, and so even just in that, by being able to take criticism well and being open and humble will already be a gift to your community.
1: Great, so good luck. I'm really excited. These are some of my favorite meetings that I have with people in the community. So I'm really excited about you doing this process. Have fun, make sure after the meetings, you record everything, jot down notes, things that you heard that maybe you didn't wanna be writing the entire time, and then include all of their ideas, no matter how wild they might seem on your data sheet that it's connected to.